Hey community, this is Dr. Hugh, and this is episode number 57 of True Health Recovery, and this is my first podcast in 2023. And what I'm going to be going over today is uh, some labs of a client that uh, came to me is uh, I was working I mean, as, as chiropractically, and then I did a workshop in my practice on, cardiovas on cardiovascular health. So we ran very, very specific key lab markers on assessing your true cardiovascular health. And I walk you through these different lab markers. And down below in the show notes, you're going to see the link. So if you want to click that on my website and actually physically see the things I, uh, that I'll be talking about and all the different labs, you can check it out on my website or not. If you're just driving to work, you can listen to the content content because even listening, you'll, you'll make sense of these different lab markers. And the conventional system just is not doing a proper assessment on people's risks of a heart attack and heart disease. The research shows that the first symptom in 50% of people that have heart disease or that have a heart attack is actually death. So 50% of people that have a heart attack die. Okay, so let's just go over that stat. So 50% of people that have a heart attack die, and that's their first symptom is death. And the 50% of the people that actually survive the heart attack get into the hospital, 50% of them actually have cholesterol that's within normal limits. So there obviously is a huge, huge missing component. And uh, the, the missing component is inflammation and actually looking at advanced markers such as your LDL particle size, your LDL particle number, and oxidative stress and inflammation in your body. So hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you're looking for some help, get a hold of me. There's no sense suffering. You don't need to suffer. And remember, is where there's help, there's hope. Take care. Bye-bye. Advanced cardiovascular labs that you can have done to see exactly what kind of condition your arteries are in. And if you are actually prone to cardiovascular disease, because let's be frank, 50% of all people in America will die of heart disease. And guess what? The first sign of cardiovascular disease is or what the first sign of a heart attack is. It is death. That's right. 50% of people that have a heart attack die. So that's 50% of your symptoms are no symptoms. It's death. So what I'm going to walk you through is a case of mine. Uh, of a client of mine that is uh, that, that we did some labs and uh, he has chronic pain all over his body and in particular in his low back. And I said, well, we, we should get some labs done and see what kind of inflammation you have. And in my practice, I did a little workshop for my clients on cardiovascular health. And we ran a very powerful lab, a few powerful labs on him to determine is he inflamed and what's his cardiovascular risk? So I'm going to walk you through these his case right now. So these are actually his labs. You're going to see everything from start to finish. So if you're liking this content, give me a thumbs up. Please like, comment, and share this with someone that needs to hear this message because this is not going to get out there. And the labs here that we're going to be walking, walking through, people might say, well, I can go get these from my medical doctor. You can't get these from your medical doctor because it's outside of the conventional system. What they're going to run is here's total cholesterol and you need a stat medication. That system is archaic. It doesn't work. It's a failing model. And I'll walk you through some very specific data on what you're going to need to know to actually evaluate, you know, what kind of condition is your heart in? Okay, so these are these are the labs that I'm going to be going through here is this is the advanced testing, the NMR scan. And this right here, this is my cost, right? <clears throat> 50 bucks. We're going over homocysteine, 
$18, fasting insulin, 10, CRP, which is an inflammatory maker, make, maker an inflammatory marker, is 12, A1C, uh, 8 bucks, magnesium, and the Drawfee. So for 120 bucks, basically how I operate is what labs cost me, is what I charge my clients. So $120, he basically saved his life. He saved his heart, there's no doubt. And as, as I walked through the process, you'll actually understand what we all did. So this is a picture. This is not of him, but he's a 50-year-old male with chronic pain all over his body and especially his low back. Now, one of the things is that we talk about is when we talk about um, cardiovascular health, this is going to be your artery. And the major thing that we're concerned about is your endothelium. It's one cell thick. So it's on the all it's on the inside of your arteries and your capillaries. It's one cell thick, and this is the most important system that we have. It's just not cells. It's actually an organ system. It actually produces hormones just like your thyroid. So if you have a bad thyroid, what's going to happen to your energy and your hair? You're going to feel horrible. This is the same thing with your endothelium. It's an organ. And if your endothelium is not in good condition, you're going to have bad health. You're going to be prone to cardiovascular diseases. Now, when we talk about just the sheer volume of endothelium, right? So this is on all your arteries and your capillaries is it literally takes up six and a half tennis courts. So if you have any chronic inflammation, if your endothelium is not well, you are going to be prone to cardiovascular disease and an array of other diseases. So I'm going to be going over this test right here, the uh, NMR test at the end. But before I go over this test, I want to give you the basically the foundational work that we did, some additional tests that we did on him to determine his inflammation. Because this right here, the NMR scan <clears throat> or test, and it's all through blood, can look horrible. But if you're not inflamed, uh, it's not as a critical issue. So I'm going to go through the things that we did, the labs that we also ran at the same time that show chronic inflammation. So the first test that we ran on him is what we call C-reactive protein. C-reactive protein is just a global inflammatory marker. It's going to show global inflammation. It doesn't tell you where the inflammation is. It doesn't tell you what's causing inflammation. This tells you that you are inflamed. So you can see in here, this is a C-reactive protein. C-reactive protein will cause your red blood cells to bind up and cause cardiovascular disease. Now, on this client, this is his labs. You can see this. Uh, his CRP is 85 now, the reference range is right over here, and anything less than three means that you're in in, you're at increased risk for cardiovascular events. Now, what I like to do is when I like to read labs, I like to know what, what's the sweet spot. Where do normal, healthy human beings live, and what's the lab range? So when we talk about the lab range being high, this is really where sick people live. So what I like to see, I like CRP to be less than one. That's ideal. That means there's like very minimal inflammation. So right off the bat, we know that he's inflamed. This is 8.54, which is substantially quite high. Now, I also want to show you some research to back up what I'm saying. I can't go through all the research because this video would be way too long, but I want to give you some clinical research so you understand like it's just not like Dr. Hugh telling you what's happening. So in this study here, this is a meta-analysis. So just to give you some background on what a meta-analysis is, that means that they've taken a look at hundreds and hundreds of studies and then they come up with a conclusion. And this conclu conclusion is this, that C 
CRP, a predictive role of CRP protein is a is sudden death. So what the heck is sudden death? That's just when some guy or woman's walking them down the street and bam, what? They all of a sudden die. Just like what's the first symptom in 50% of people that have heart uh, heart attack? It's death, right? So what the conclusion was here, and I'm going to read this to you. The conclusion, the conclusion is. The meta-analysis confirms that CRP is an independent risk factor for ST, which is sudden death. And it goes on to state that people should be getting their CRP checked based on this study. So CRP is going to show total global inflammation. Now, if you're inflamed, every disease grows in the body. Heart disease, cancer, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, everything you want to know, fibromyalgia, back pain, neck pain, headaches, uh, migraine headaches, uh, everything, uh, IBS, everything grows in the body that's inflamed. So we got to get to the root cause of inflammation. Okay, the next, the next check that we did is homocysteine. Now you can see here homocysteine, it cost me 18 bucks. Now the range here, let me just go over this. This is his homocysteine. You can see the range here or, or his homocysteine is 13, is 13.2, right? So that's the range. Now if you come over or that's his lab range. Now if you come over here, the range here on this is basically 0 to 14. Now that's kind of a, a broad range. The sweet spot is between 5 and 6. That, that's what I like to see is between 5 and 6. He's at 13.2. So right away, we have CRP, which is an inflammatory marker, homocysteine, which is an inflammatory inflammatory marker. It's a cardiovascular risk. <clears throat> it's uh, They've done studies that people that have increased homocysteine or have increased uh, risk of dementia, Alzheimer's, and Parkinson's disease. So this is some pretty significant findings that we found right away, even before we get to that advanced cardiovascular lipids, where we're actually checking to see uh, how many particles you have when it comes to the, the cholesterol panel. It's the new advanced testing. So here's clinical research here. It says the role of homocysteine in, in developing cardiovascular disease. And the conclusion is, yep, is if you have high homocysteine levels, this is bad and you're going to be at increased risk for cardiovascular disease. And it also goes on here to state that and, and it goes on that you can actually handle homocysteine with diet and exercise. And I love this line. This is a classic line. It says, in fact, emerging studies are uncovering novel nutritional strategies. Novel. I've been talking about these strategies for 10 years on what it's going to take to lower homocysteine. It's not a secret. It's available. Uh, it's easy to do. As long as you understand the marker, you got to handle it. It's not hard. Very simple. This is another marker that we checked is hemoglobin A1C. You can see he's at 5.4. I like the range to be between uh, 5 and 2, so it's not off the charts, but it's it's uh, it's an issue, right? So there's not one smoking gun. When we talk about any kind of health or recovering, it's not one smoking gun. It's you have to do a polytherapy approach. You have to do labs. Labs are a fishing net. You reel in what you got, and then you see what you actually catch. Okay, fasting insulin. This is another uh, biomarker, I like to say. You can see the range here is 2.6 to 25, basically. I like to see it between 5 and 6. This is the sweet spot. He's at 7.2. Not hugely out of the range, but something that we want to note, right? It's all about noting things. Lots of research on this. They have 187 references on hyperinsulinemia, which just means that if your insulin is elevated, you are prone to aging, obesity, type 2 diabetes, cancer, uh, or, or I'm sorry, cardiovascular disease and cancer, right? So 
high insulin is is very, very critical. And I think that costs like $8 to get checked. So what we're really trying to do is build up a case like how inflamed are you? Because if you're inflamed, your endothelium, that one cell thick is going to be damaged. And this will cause cardiovascular disease. Now, if we talk about your brain, right, your, your brain is full of vasculature. And if that one cell thick is damaged, that's going to cause brain problems and all these things I talked about when it comes to dementia. Uh, now, we did not get his RBC, his magnesium RBC back, <clears throat> but when we do, I guarantee it's going to be low. So you can see the range here is 4.2, 4.2 to 6.8. The sweet spot is anything greater than 6. So this is a client that has 5.4, too low, magnesium deficient. Why is magnesium so critical? Magnesium is needed in 400 different enzymatic reactions in your body. 400, ladies and gentlemen, 400. So if you don't have enough magnesium, those 400 enzymatic reactions aren't going to be working properly. And one thing that magnesium does, it relaxes your arteries. So getting back to this picture right in here is if you don't have enough magnesium, see this, this right here? This is uh, muscle. Right, that's the muscle wall in your artery. So if you don't have enough magnesium, that muscle is very tight, and if it's very tight, that can cause increased blood pressure and cause increased problems within the endothelium lining, uh, which is going to cause cardiovascular problems. So you want to have good magnesium status. If you want to go to my website, uh, my wife and I we compare different magnesium powders right in here. You're more than welcome to check that out. <clears throat> now. The research study shows here, what does it say about magnesium? Basically, it's saying is they did a meta-analysis on people that had cardiovascular disease, and they found out that the people that took magnesium had less likely of actually having cardiovascular and coronary heart attacks and diseases. And there's a research if you want to check that out. Now here, this is what I want to go over, which is advanced testing here, the M the NMR lipid panel testing. But first I wanted to kind of go over the foundation. If you have all these other tests that we run at the same time and it shows that your body's inflamed, it shows that you have high CPR, it shows that you have high homocysteine, it shows that you have low magnesium status, it shows that you have high insulin levels. If you have all those things on top of these tests right here that I'm going to show you that are bad, you are very, very likely you're a candidate to have cardiovascular disease, dementia, Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's disease. That's just what the research shows. So what this test checks, let me explain this. And they, they say that a picture is worth a thousand words. So I'm going to show you right here. This test cost me 50 bucks, right? $50. So we have two people right here. They each have LDL, right? Quote the bad guys, the LDL of 130. So they're each level. So you see this is on a, on a teeter right here. They're, it's Everything is level, 130 and 130. Now, the person over here that has lower cardiovascular risk, their LDL particles, which we can count, are larger, right? And they have less of them. So you have less of them and they are larger compared to someone that is at high risk. So we have one, two, three, four, five. We have five particles here for a level of 130. We Here we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine particles for a level of 130. So in the person that has higher risk, they have more particle numbers. So this is where the advanced testing comes in. We're actually checking the actual little LDL droplets in your blood, not just like this broad level. We're actually diving down and seeing, well, what does if you have a 130 LDL level, what does this actually mean? 
what are we actually measuring? And this is what it comes down to, this advanced testing. So it does a lot of different things. I'm going to go over like three or four key things that this test does for 50 bucks <clears throat> is it's going to be checking for your LDLs, the size and the number. So the way I like to describe this is you have these large fluffy LDLs. They're, they're like cotton balls. So just imagine cotton balls floating around in your arteries. They bounce off the wall, the endothelium, and don't do any damage. They're very, they're very gentle. They're, they're very fluffy. They're very easy on the endothelium. They don't cause any damage. So this is what the fluffy ones do. Now, down here, if we have these small ones, these small ones are like small little BB shot LDL particles, and this can cause problems. Now, why does this cause problems? Again, if we get back to the endothelium lining right here, right, that one cell thick. Now, if you can see this right here, I'm just going to kind of draw this right here. Let me, I'm going to draw this. I'm going to blow this up. What you're looking at right here is this little cell. You see that? They're like diamond shapes. These are the little cells that make up your endothelium. <clears throat> so there's a whole bunch of little cells that attach just like this. And what happens is between these little cells right here, these small LDL particles can get in here and start to cause damage. So these LDL particles can get in right in here between the where the cells are, right? And they start to get in there and they get lodged in there. If a little pebble gets lodged in there, that will cause the inflammatory process. Because your body knows it has to repair that damage. It's repairing the damage all the time. So what happens is when you have these little BB shots that are attaching in your endothelium and you're already inflamed, like the blood work that we just, just did, we know that this client has chronic inflammation. So if there's chronic inflammation there, small BBs, these LDL particle number are getting in there causing inflammation. And that's when the cholesterol comes in and that starts to cause this clotting to occur in your body. Now, just remember, this occurs in your heart, it occurs in your fingers, it occurs in your toes, and it occurs in your brain. So this process is happening all over in your body. So this is a great picture right here. Now, what you're looking at is you're looking at four different people here, and they all have the LDL, the the like the bad guy, the normal the normal LDL testing of 125. So we have 125 here, Jerry, and then you have Maria, who also has 125. But what's the difference between Jerry and Maria is the size and the number. Size matters, right? In this case, we want large size matter. So you can see Jerry here, who has LDL, and he has large fluffy LDL particle number versus Maria. She has a whole bunch of dense small LDL particles. So if that's a whole bunch of dense small LDL particles, what's happening to the endothelium right here, which is six and a half tennis courts? It's getting damaged. This is why someone needs to have, this is why you need to have uh, like a, a comprehensive workup that's not total cholesterol. Total cholesterol is a joke. It doesn't work. It's from 1980. So the pharmaceutical companies can sell you a bunch of drugs. That's plain and simple what it is. All right. So let's get into reading uh, a case. I'm not going to go over every single marker in here. I'm going to go over the very specifics. And if you have questions somewhere in this video, you'll be able to get a hold of me. Now, if you like this video, give me a thumbs up, uh, share it, comment. We need We need this information to get out there. All right. So let's look at this. So the first thing that we're going to see is this is the standard panels like right in here. So we have cholesterol, total cholesterol of 246. That's standard. Okay. 
Then we have triglycerides. His is 184. Desirable, right? I like to see this less than 100, right? 100, less than 100. Remember, we're talking functional. And then we have HDL, the good guy, and he's low on that. So that's what we see right away. And then we have the bad guy is 177, the, the LDL. Now, this is where the power of this test comes in. You can see right here the LDLP, which stands for particle number. Now, let me blow this up. So you can see the particle number right here is 2,713. 2,713. Then it gives you the range, like low, we want this to be less than 100. Moderate is 1,000 to basically 1,300. High, and then we have uh, borderline high, and then we have basically very high. So he's sitting at very high. Anything over 2,000 is very high. So what's his incidence of cardiovascular disease? Not only cardiovascular disease, all these other diseases, it's very, very high. But before this testing, he would have had no clue on what's actually occurring. All right, so to summarize, his LDL particle number, P stands for particle number, is 2,713. Ideally, the lower the better. We want this less than 1,000. So this is where we're extrapolating, right? So you have the LDL of the, st the normal standard um, cholesterol panels, 177. But now we're going on, we're, we're, we're digging deeper. And so it would be like, okay, we know there's an engine there. Let's open up the hood. What's there? So his LDL normal standard level is 177. And then down here, this gives you this little graph right here. So you can see right here, the LDL particle number, particle, little droplets, he pinned the needle, right? 2,000, he's at 2,700. So this is bad. This is very bad. Now, what I like about this in here, you see the LDL size there. So we're measuring the size. We talked about it, it measures the, the particle number, how many little BBs, and then it measures the size of these. So if you look at this here, there can be two patterns. There can be pattern A, and then there can be bad pattern B. Pattern B is the most dangerous pattern that you can have. It's very small. So right here, his size... The size is small here, is 20. And you can see right here, this is the pattern B, which is red, which is very dangerous. Now, we want this to be high up in here. So that's a problem. Now, also up in here, we see that we have the HDL particle. Remember, whenever there's P, that's advanced testing. That's to see how many droplets. And you can see right here is that he has very low HDLs. So this is where the power really comes in. Now, if you take someone and let's say they have no inflammation, uh, their homocysteine is normal, uh, they have their their inflammatory process is 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 low, they don't have any insulin problems or A1C problems, and someone would have a, a particle number of 2,700, just like this client, then you can say, well, it's probably not that big of a deal. But if you look at all these things and you take all the factors, all the possible comorbidities all the biohacking, all the different labs that you take and say, well, yeah, this is bad. Like he's inflamed. He has high homocysteine, high insulin. This is bad. This is set up for a cardiovascular event. So now with this data, now you can take it back and say, well, what can I do different? What, what can I change? How can I change my outcome? And there's a lot of things that you can do to change this dietary wise, supplement wise, exercise wise. And they're not hard uh, lifestyle modifications. You just have to know what to do. So here's some more, uh, you know, here it shows the size right here, the LDL, which is small, or yeah, the LDL, which is small. Then the HDL also, quote, the good guys, 
they're also small as well. So everything is small BB shots on him, the good guys and the bad guys, which, of course, is uh, you know, a bad thing. So the way I like to look at this is be, it's like a bus analogy, right? So let's say you have 10 people in a bus and you have 10 people in cars. So the same thing with analogy, the more particle number, right? All these little particle numbers here, there's going to be a lot more basically accidents with everyone driving an individual car versus a bus. If you're going to, if you're going to move 10 people, you can take one bus. There's no one, no accidents. No one's going to hit you because there's only one, one bus on the road versus if you have 10 people and they're each in their car, the probability, right? We're talking a probability game of someone getting an accident with 10 people driving in 10 different cars is much higher than someone that's in a bus. This is the same thing when it comes to your arteries. The same thing when it comes to your arteries and the number. So the more number you have, it gets dangerous. And then the size is another factor. So high number and uh, so high number, low size, so they can get really in there and penetrate into the endothelial cells. And then if you look at all these other biomarkers, if you're inflamed, that's another factor. So this is where you can give someone a much more clinical evaluation of what's actually happening with their heart. At the end of the day, when people go and have heart attacks, 50% of the people have normal cholesterol levels. Let me say that again. 50% of people that die from heart disease had normal cholesterol. That's in the research. So let's go over these two statistics. The first symptom in 50% of people that have a heart attack is death. And 50% of those people that survive having the heart attack that end up in the hospital, 50% of the surviving population have normal cholesterol levels. So this model doesn't work. It's only there to make drug companies, pharmaceutical companies, rich and billions of dollars, which they've monopolized over the past 20 years. So here we have, we're just going to compare. We have two men that are 42 years old. And one has the, so they both have the LDL, like the storm, the normal LDL uh, level on standard labs is 94. They both have 94, 94. But then we did the specialized testing and we, 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 we looked at how many particles they have. So this one right over here, you have 923 and over here you have 1806. So who's at risk for cardiovascular disease? Well, clearly this person right over in here. And we're just talking the particle number. We didn't, we're not even looking at the particle size, but on this test, you'd get that as well. So again, it just comes down to we want nice, fluffy cotton ball LDL particles, the good guys and the bad guys, and you don't want BB shot. BB shot's bad. Okay, so I hope you've enjoyed this content. Uh, if you've liked it, please give me a thumbs up, share, and if you're looking for help, get a hold of me. And remember, is where there's help, there's hope. Take care. Bye-bye.